RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines. Pressure mounts on the government to ban flights from the UK after a more infectious variant of COVID-19 is found. Experts call on Hong Kongers not to gather over the festive season and pro-democracy figures lose their bid to overturn a ruling that allowed an anti-mask law amid protests last year. Pro-establishment lawmakers are urging the government to stop flights from the UK in light of the worsening outbreak there after the discovery of a more infectious COVID-19 strain. The Federation of Trade Unions made the suggestion saying arrivals who have been to the UK should also have stricter quarantine requirements, such as an extra seven days on top of the current 14. FTU lawmaker Alice Mack says the government is too slow to act. When we look at other countries, the experience in other countries, Ireland, Germany, France, Italy, the Netherlands and, the, and Belgium has all halted the flights from the UK. So we urge the government to implement measures immediately. DAB also echoed, echoed the FTU's calls. Lawmaker Holden Chow said recent arrivals in Hong Kong who've been to the UK should also be subject to a longer quarantine. That should be extended from 14 days to 21 days. The government must tighten the control over these sort of people. Medical experts are urging people to avoid gatherings at different households over Christmas, with one suggesting the government should ban such private gatherings to curb the spread of COVID-19. Wong reports. University of Hong Kong microbiologist Ho Park Leung told a radio show that there had been no recent infections stemming from restaurants, so the government should consider other social distancing measures. He suggested the government ban household mixing over the festive season, warning that this could lead to a spike in infections. He also said authorities need to act more quickly to send confirmed cases and their close contacts to hospitals or quarantine centres. Infectious disease expert Lang Chi Chiu also urged people to be self-disciplined and avoid gatherings at different households. He said the current wave of infections was worse than the one in July and could soon get out of control. Dr. Lang also said Hong Kong may need to suspend direct flights from Britain because of the new, more contagious strain of coronavirus there. 25 pro-democracy figures have lost their bid to overturn a court of appeal ruling that upheld the right of the chief executive to impose an anti-mask law amid protests last year. Vicky Wong reports. The court of final appeal rejected the legal challenge by 25 pro-democracy figures upholding the constitutionality of the face mask ban and the emergency laws by which the chief executive imposed the ban. A five-judge panel ruled that the ban on masks at unauthorised protests was no more than reasonably necessary to prevent violence. It also rejected the challenge to using the emergency regulations ordinance to impose the mask ban, saying the power to make subsidiary legislation under this ordinance, though wide and flexible, was not unconstitutional. Veteran Democrat and lawyer Albert Ho says the ruling is more restrictive than the lower court's earlier ruling, as it bans mask wearing even as authorised protests. The Court of Final Appeal now came to turn down to dismiss the Court of Appeal's decision in this regard by saying that any peaceful assembly may turn out eventually to be a violent assembly. We fail to understand how the Court of Appeal would, because of this possibility, then impose such a restriction. Because after all, the police enjoy power to regulate all public assemblies. If an an authorised assembly turned out to be violent and disorderly, then the police could certainly make an announcement, intervene and declare that the meeting is unlawful. 
DAB, who initiated calls for an anti-mass law last year, welcomed the court's decision. Here's DAB lawmaker Holden Chow. In a nutshell, I believe that the court made that very clear. We enjoy the freedom in accordance with the basic law, but at the same time, we'll make sure that the freedom are not being abused, especially like last year, when people abused the shot of freedom to commit crime or violent protests, cause a lot of damage to other people, and people even fear going out. And in that sort of very exceptional situation, there must be action to be taken by the court to protect other people's safety. The High Court has rejected the Journalists Association's challenge over its claims that police acted unlawfully in failing to facilitate journalistic activities since the social unrest broke out last year. Judge Anderson Chow says while the group submitted statements from 13 journalists that they were ill-treated by officers, it asked the court to treat them as prima facie evidence or assumed facts. However, he said such approach was simply unworkable and the allegations raised couldn't be solved in the current judicial review. LegCo has started vetting the government's latest COVID-19 relief package. It will give $5.5 billion to businesses most affected by the latest social distancing measures, such as restaurants, gyms and cinemas. Another $900 million is to be reserved for emergencies. Despite criticism that the package doesn't go far enough, pro-government lawmakers say they'll support the request. Speaking to an interpreter, the Chief Secretary Matthew Cheung defended the package. After the third round, we said there wouldn't be a fourth round. It's a fact because uh, we have finite resources. You're right to point out that there may be a fifth wave or sixth wave of outbreak. It's exactly for this reason we have to be prudent in managing our finances. We have to take a targeted approach. If our measures are not focused or targeted, there's no point to dishing out more money. After months of wrangling, Republicans and Democrats in the U.S. Congress have reached agreement on a $900 billion coronavirus relief package. The measure includes increased unemployment benefits and stimulus payments for millions of workers who've lost their jobs because of the pandemic. It can also provide funding for the mass vaccination campaign. Announcing the deal, a Republican leader in the U.S. Senate, Mitch McConnell, said the American people would now be battling the crisis. That would not now be battling the crisis alone. He accused the Democrats of delaying the deal. Both parties have a lot to be proud of, but I really regret that some on the Democratic side decided that partisan presidential politics were more important than getting urgent and non-controversial relief out the door much sooner to families who have needed this help badly. Democrat Chuck Schumer said the package would establish a floor, not a ceiling, for coronavirus relief in 2021. The agreement on this package could be summed up by the expression, better late than never, although I know many of my Republican colleagues wished it was never. But after a long and arduous year, finally we have some good news to deliver to the American people. Make no mistake about it, this agreement is far from perfect but it will deliver emergency relief to a nation in the throes of a genuine emergency. An advisory panel of the U.S. Centers for Disease Control has recommended Americans aged 75 and over, together with frontline workers, should be next to get the coronavirus vaccine. This would see some 50 million people being inoculated, including teachers, food handlers and transport workers. Meanwhile, U.S. authorities say they're looking very carefully at the new virus strain in the U.K., but have so far said a U.K. travel ban was not on the cards. Britain is facing 
growing isolation though as a result of the new more contagious variant of the coronavirus has led to a record daily number of confirmed infections. Many European countries have imposed passenger travel bans. Prime Minister Boris Johnson is due to chair a meeting of the National Emergency Committee to assess the situation. Here's the BBC's Carolyn Davis. This weekend has already seen queues of lorries waiting at Dover. News that France has banned all forms of transport from the UK for 48 hours from midnight, including goods being transported as freight, has many worried this will get much worse. The Eurotunnel closed its Folkestone terminal at 10pm this evening. The port of Dover has closed to all traffic leaving the UK. While France is currently the only country to have imposed restrictions on freight, many other European countries have placed bans on British passengers coming into the UK, including Italy, Ireland, the Netherlands and Belgium, concerned about spreading the new strain of the virus. Judicial inquiry in Australia has criticised the government in the state of Victoria over failures in its hotel quarantine programme, which was meant to prevent the spread of the coronavirus, is the BBC's Phil Mercer. Private security guards were put in charge of Victoria's quarantine hotels without adequate training in infection control. The inquiry has blamed systemic government failings for the disaster that followed. In May and June, COVID-19 spread from returned travellers to hotel staff and then with devastating consequences into the community. Hundreds of people died and the city of Melbourne was ordered into Australia's toughest and longest coronavirus lockdown. Contact tracing across Australia's biggest city, Sydney, has detected more than 80 venues visited by people from a cluster of COVID cases. New South Wales state health officials say anyone who visited the bars, cafes and gyms must get a virus test immediately and self-isolate. China's Navy says an aircraft carrier group led by its newest carrier, the Shandong, sailed through the Taiwan Straits on its way to drills in the South China Sea. Taiwan said it sent aircraft and ships to monitor yesterday's transit. The military in Iraq has blamed what it called an outlaw group for a rocket attack in the heavily fortified green zone in the capital, Baghdad, where embassies and government buildings are located. Eight rockets caused minor damage to residential buildings at the United States Embassy. The military said one Iraqi soldier was injured. British pianist and teacher Dame Fanny Waterman, known to millions of young musicians as the co-author of a series of piano lessons, has died at the age of 100. A notable performer, she and Marion Herwood founded the International Piano Competition in Dame Fanny's hometown of Leeds in the 1960s. She explains what gave her the motivation. It started when I really couldn't get to sleep one night and I woke my husband up and I said, I think we'll have a piano competition in Leeds. And he said, oh, it'll never work here, this must be held in London. And the moment he says anything like this to me, it inspires me to go ahead and prove him to be wrong. Winning the Leeds swiftly became the most coveted prize in the piano world. Short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26,456. That's 41 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $73.1 billion. Currencies, a short while ago, the euro was at 1 US dollar and 21 cents. The greenback was at 103.39 Japanese yen. And the pound was worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 35 cents. Sport now, and here's Adam Chung. 
We start in the English Premier League where Manchester United thrash Leeds United 6-2 at Old Trafford to move within five points of the leaders Liverpool. Scott McTominay scored twice in the opening three minutes. Manager Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was delighted with the win and impressed by McTominay's finishing. We know we're playing against a team with a certain style and we've got to match them physically. You need to run as much as them. You need to uh, get away from your markers. You need to uh, be good on the ball, play some quick one-twos to to beat their press. And uh, not, not a bad start. Scotty from midfield running, uh, running forward. He showed that he's been a striker when he was a kid. He's got it in him. He's such a strong boy, uh, physically uh, a beast. Uh, he can get away from people driving with the ball. And as I said, he was a striker before, so he knows where the goal is. Tottenham remains six points off the lead after they were beaten 2-0 at home by Leicester City, who moved up to second. Jamie Vardy's opening penalty was followed by an own goal by Toby Alderweireld. Spurs boss Jose Mourinho was left disappointed by the manner of his side's defeat. Frustrated, but uh, I think it's a strange game to describe. Um, it's a game that you lose with a penalty and uh, and an own goal. It's a game where your, your goalkeeper doesn't make one one single save. But at the same time, it's a game where we didn't play very, very well. So it's a strange game to to describe. West Brom's first game under new manager Sam Allardyce ended in defeat. They had Jake Livermore sent off in the first half and lost 3-0 at home to Aston Villa. Sheffield United remained rooted to the bottom of the table after a one-all draw against Brighton. Elsewhere, Portugal's Rafael Leo scored the fastest goal in Syria history. The AC Milan forward found the net after just six seconds in their 2-1 win at Sassuolo. Milan lead the Syria by a point over city rivals Inter. In the NFL, the Seattle Seahawks punched their ticket to the playoffs by using their ground game to beat Washington 2015. The Seahawks combined for 181 yards rushing to improve to 10-4. and Elsewhere, the New Orleans Saints missed the chance to clinch the NFC South after losing 32-29 to the Kansas City Chiefs. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers overcame a 17-0 halftime deficit to beat the Atlanta Falcons 31-27. The Bucs now trail the Saints by just one game. And for the first time since 2008, the New England Patriots will miss the playoffs. They fell out of contention after a 22-12 defeat to the Miami Dolphins. And that's your look at sports. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Pressure mounts on the government to ban flights from the UK after a new, more infectious variant of COVID-19 is found. And experts call on Hong Kongers not to gather over the festive season. And that's the news from RTHK.
The government provides public COVID-19 testing services through different channels. Those without 